Hello, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to Ongakidi, the podcast where three friends come together and break down what's new in the Japanese music industry. This is the podcast for the week of July 29th, 2022. I'm your host, Kenna. With me, we have Gray. What's happening, dudes? And, yeah, uh, Luna is, I believe she's watching um, another movie, so she wasn't able to join us this time around, but... Oh, well, <laughs> after the lovely long episode we had last week, I completely understand. <laughs> yeah, but I had a lot of fun recording that, so. Yeah. What you've been listening to as of late? I've been listening to uh, really a lot of the music we covered last week. Uh, you know, I'm still going back to uh, Louder from Spicy Soul. I was really enjoying My Heartbeat again by uh, Harumi. Uh, well, um, Dochi to be more more specific, but that whole <laughs> album is really good. Um, Atarayo's acoustic session. So I, I've still really just kind of been enjoying, you know, some of the stuff that we covered before, and you know, still listening to my boy groups like you know, Fantastics and uh, Ballistic Boys. Last Dance Need Bye Bye. I I think is my number one song of the year so far. Like it's just it hits all the the right notes it's it's uh been a a blast and you know every time i want to like just uh dance like i'll I'll just put that bad boy on and go um but that that's mostly what i've been listening to what have you been listening to my good sir so i've been listening to a whole hodgepodge of things here i've been listening to king news new single ame Sansan, that's actually really, really good. I've been listening to Here I Die's also latest single, Enko no Tobira. I was also listening to Mone Kamishirai Ishii's latest album, Yuhi Tokishitade, which is really, really good. I'm really liking that. Um, I was listening to Futures. Futures is a wonderful three-member rock band as well their latest single summer f and what is future is actually really good i've been listening to also secret broadcasting station by sugar caps that lovely single is very very interesting it just plays on a lovely multiple of sounds here that just makes you drift away i was also listening to again hoshino's latest single i want to be your ghost featuring ghosts <laughs> so for another single there uh, i was also listening to kanyang with their latest single vanilla which is actually really really good i was also listening to kotaro by wachis which is also fairly fairly solid the collaboration single awake by akira and toshi hayashita is actually really really good and the vocalist uh burnable slash unburnable with her latest single, Apid, is actually super, super solid. I've been really, really high on Burnable, on Burnable as of late as well. So, just a whole hodgepodge of things here. Um, I was touching upon certain things from last week's episode as well, but nothing too out of the ordinary that, you know, just really stood out. Just one or two things, but nothing after that. But, yeah. With that, let's continue on to this week's Music Corner here, and I got the lovely range to introduce you guys to a lovely artist. They are a four-member self-dubbed super jam pop band called 
Lugheads that debuted back in December of 2021. And, you know, they're a very interesting group because they actually are a gang of young, talented musicians that kind of want to change the current J-pop and jazz scene. And they kind of break down what the norm of what it means to be a band because their path of being a band is not a traditional one because they do not have a lead singer per se, but a lot of their music and composition and melodies do the talking for them. While, you know, each member was formerly a support member for various other bands, such like Kieran G, Millennium Parade, Al, Kiki Vivi Lily, you know, the sound that they produce together is something very, very interesting. They have a very unique ooze of feeling of overseas sounds of jazz and soul from past to present they also bring a sense of familiarity to modern j-pop as well you know they have songs songs like studio m and mr feeling that kind of bring that postmodern feel to the forefront while not having a vocalist per se for both songs they kind of bring the mood and have a compositional melody that's really ropes in the listener you know while being vocalists is one thing, their collaborations with other artists is what they'll probably mostly be known for and mostly be beloved for. You know, tracks like Simple Song and Dakishime Taiyo by Himi and uh, Try and Driven by Kiki Vila Lily will show off these members' individuals' times as support members that wasn't really wasted and kind of really understand each member's vocals and the collaborations that they are able to bring out to the forefront. So this is another type of artist I use in very quote quotation marks here that is fairly unique to something that we brought to you music corner prior. So I wanted to kind of prick your head here, Gray, and see if you actually kind of like this style that, you know, they are a band without a traditional vocalist. Yeah, and you know it's it's really cool to see this in, in a weird way because you know when for for me like you know you get so used to hearing a vocalist and, and sometimes like it is noticeable when there's not one here but it's really nice when you know you ha you let the musicians just kind of let the music speak for itself and you don't really need song lyrics to do that uh, and sometimes as we you know we cover all the time in the oricon sometimes you know song like the vocalist can really detract from the music composition so you know it, it kind of goes hand in hand but I, I did i wound up really enjoying lagheads overall i thought it was a great group uh i love their the i love the name of their first album what is lagheads yes <laughs> it's like it's like, it like oh you know no, i was wondering that too when i clicked on them so <laughs> <laughs> But I I think this album it's only seven tracks but I think it answers the question and it's it's one of those things where it's like me and you can sit here all day and tell tell the listeners how great this is but it's one of those things like you really need to experience for yourself I, I don't know if you know me talking about it can do it quite justice it's really good I, I will say I did prefer their collaborations that mm -hmm. that to me was really good. All of their collaborations are fantastic, especially uh, Daki Shimetayo uh, with uh, Himi is really freaking good, and so is Simple Song. Both those tracks are amazing. Try with Kiki Vivi Lily is absolutely wonderful. Uh, Driving. I really dug Driving, and Zombie High was pretty good too, so. 
I, I wound up really digging it overall, and I thought they were a lot of fun to listen to. Yeah, it's good to hear. And like I said, like it's very interesting to see bands like this or tradition non traditional artists like these, like Lightheads, really pop up in the forefront. And I was able to, I, I believe this is the second artist that I've done that is something similar to like that, where they don't really they they do the music industry in their own unique way non-traditionally and i kind of really dig that and it's something that i really loved and something that i just really do like about music that you can find artists like these yeah the it, it it's funny because i think i know i can i can speak for myself but you you know i think there's a tendency to really d like say like music is this or music is that and you know, there's groups out there is like, you know, music's a lot of different things. And, you know, maybe we're going to explore what that means. And uh, not that, not, uh, not that Lagheads is doing something insanely experimental, but, uh, you know, they are making music and it's really, really good. It's nice to see. Uh, and I, you know, I, I, I don't know if I'll find them or pick them, but, uh, it would be nice to cover more groups that are more in the song composition and you know not necessarily vocal led or vocal fronted. So, I mean uh, that you know that mostly will probably be me because I can't really see you nor Luna trying to find these these type of artists. Unfortunately, as much as much as we like to bring them into the forefront, it it will probably yeah. be a, a me job. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I will say, like. I, I'm still learning how to discover groups and stuff like that, and I, I, I think I've gotten better over time, but I, I still have a ways to go to, 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 for music discovery, so... But uh, still, uh, I'm, I'm glad to talk about these uh, when, when they crop up, so uh, I, I'm really glad you picked Lagheads, and like I said, I had a lot of fun with them, and I'm very eager to see, because, you know, they just started... Mm -hmm. in december and they already have one album out three singles you know what are they going to look like when we cover them again at the end of the year it's, it's kind of exciting and, and i'm really looking forward to see what else they put out oh yeah most definitely that's one of the things this is one of the groups that i'm pretty high up to see what they're going to do when we do do the roundup probably 2024 at this point as <laughs> the way we do roundups that and been doing episodes as of late but I personally, I also, you know, going back on trying to find artists like this, you know, it, this is something that I, I personally want to be able to try and do, but just how the, the means of what we've been doing weekly as of right now, it kind of gets in the way of that, unfortunately. But, but yeah, you know, currently, like Gray said, they have three singles and one album all released this past year. So be sure to check that out on our website. We also have their website, their Twitter, their Instagram, and the lyric video for Drive-In featuring Kiki Villa Lily on our site as well. But yeah, with that, let's continue on to the Oricon here. And <laughs> this this was a week. I think we would have enjoyed last week's a little bit better, but this was a this was a week. <laughs> yeah, it's an interesting week. Um, we have some stuff to talk about. 
And then there's oh, yeah. some things that, well, we'll get to them. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, with that, let's start off at number 10. It is Signal by Gang Parade here. So it's been a while since, you know, we've got to listen to Gang Parade, especially a long time for you, Gray. So it's, well, what did you think about Signal and kind of your reintroduction to them? Because we, I believe over the past, like, since the pandemic started, we only came across them maybe once or twice over the last couple of years, so... Yeah, they. I remember they really blew me out of the water. With, you know, I think it was like 2020 when they released. I don't even remember the name of the song. Give me one second. I can look it up. Uh, Brand new parade. Yeah. The, so that yeah. was 2019. Was brand new parade, and then they it, they kind of went silent. I think they had like one more release after that. Well, the thing and is, they th- had they they were on the physical releases, but because we were covering the digital releases back then, they weren't popping uh, up on the digital releases as much. You know, they were there, and their album because they've 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 done a whole bunch of slew of releases over the last couple of years. It's just that we weren't able to be with them and kind of hang out, so to speak. <laughs> Okay, that that makes some sense. Yeah, I haven't really gone back and looked at Gang Parade and what they've been doing since since uh you know 2019. So yeah, it has been a while since they cropped up. I, I did back a couple of months ago when they did drop Par- a Parade Goes On. I did uh, download that and I enjoyed that, and that did make my my OG. I don't remember exactly which month, but there there I was talking about them a couple of months ago. Uh, but Signal, I did. I, I liked it a lot. I thought this was fantastic. This is definitely the gang parade that I know and love. It's got that gang parade energy that really drew me to the group. And I I, I wound up really liking both tracks, Signal and Sukoshi Oto Nani Natte. That like both those tracks were fantastic. Uh, I did like Signal a little bit more, but both of them are great, and I wound up really just enjoying this release overall. Like I said, it's that that energy and vibe, and I, I just really like the the style that Gang Parade does. Like this feels, you know, what music I've heard from them. This is definitely in their style and in their flair, and I, I like it. I like it. If you if you liked old Gang Parade stuff, I think you'll you'll enjoy this one. I mean, this is this is how you do high energy idol correctly, I believe, with Signal specifically, because it brings that slew of just like nonstop action and composition and just upbeat melody that makes you want to do something. This is how you kind of do it correctly now, in my personal opinion. I, I can I can agree with that because we're going to talk about some high energy stuff a little later <laughs> that doesn't quite work but uh, yeah this is this is a good way to do high energy because it it's not overbearing and it's something that kind of sweeps up the listener with it oh, yeah. uh, and the the um, like I said the I think the, the thing that sells it to me is the girls like you hear the energy in their voices. So when you have like that high melody and and you hear like the eagerness in the vocals done in Signal, like to me it just it sells the song as a whole and makes it really good. And uh, this is a great, absolutely fantastic release by Gang Parade. 
probably my second favorite song we're going to talk about this week. <laughs> Regardless, Signal sold the lovely 2,926 copies. And going on up to number 9, it is Kimi ga Daisuke Mitai Nandes by the wonderful vocalist of Yuna Ego. Now, this was very interesting for us because she is a SKE48 member, specifically of uh, Team K2. And yeah, she, we could not find this release. Like, physically, digitally, anything that we could not find this release. And I feel kind of bad because uh, I would love to hear what post post the, the major shift in graduations of late, what a, a solo single a solo vocalist of an SKE member would like to do and unfortunately we weren't able to get it so and it's it's unfortunate yeah i see i i didn't know who who she was but you know hearing her connection with SKE48 it would be really interesting and fun to hear you know what she's doing like kind of what that sound is and so it's it's a little sad that we were unable to find it but sometimes it's just how it is it's still hard yeah, sometimes that, to get some of these tracks that that's one of the things that um with with, with us shifting to the physical releases it's it's something that we have to kind of be mindful of unfortunately but regardless, Kimiga Daisuke Mitai Nandes so the wonderful 3,200 copies. And going on up to number 8, it is Beyond Aventius by Pippin Hot. Now, they are the, I guess, I'm using quotes here, brother group to Ale. And if you guys know what Ale is, they are a cross-dressing group. And so they also are a cross-dressing group. And I honestly didn't mind this. This is their their debut release, and what a solid release debut to come out on, to be honest. Yeah, this was wonderful. And in my two cents, I think probably the highlight of the week, just all three tracks are fantastic. Catastrophe Bomb was surprisingly good. For for a song called Catastrophe Bomb, it does not sound like what you would expect it to sound. And it, it's just, it's really good. I love the energy. I love the vocals. And I I really wound up really liking Piping Hot. Now, I don't, I don't remember L so much. It's been a long time since we talked about them. No, but... we didn't. We haven't talked about them. I, I did oh, an okay. article about them. Oh, you're, okay. You're com probably confusing yourself with uh, Fushiki Danshi or whatever. That's it, yeah. Yeah, you're right, you're right. Uh, the, but I I did like Piping Hot. You might have to check out the brother group. <laughs> See if they're anything like this, because uh, Beyond Vanitas is fantastic. I, I, I think this is just a great, fun energy track with, like I said, great vocals good energy this is really how you want to do a a debut single i think like this is just really good overall and i i had a lot of a lot of fun cover uh listening to this one oh yeah no for for sure like i said that this was a very strong debut overall i like you just said great they are probably this release is probably the best release for this week on the new sides anyway but 
you know, it's congratulations to them. They had a a charting debut single, so I mean that's that's something nothing to sneeze about there. So good job on piping hot there, but you know Beyond Vanita sold the lovely four thousand eight hundred and forty six copies here. And going on up to number seven, it is Zombie by Fave One. Now this is another debuting. Debuting group here, and unfortunately, <laughs> I, I did not like this. This, this, I, I just laughed when I when I heard it again. <laughs> I, I, I had a feeling when I heard it. I was like, I, I don't know if Ken's gonna be liking this one or not. Uh, I, I mean, you're not alone. I didn't like it much either. It's, uh, it's, it's everything wrong by with the numbers. Modern, modern yeah. K-pop right now. Let's just say that's much where. It's just flashing off with no sizzle, which is unfortunate. Which is very, very unfortunate. Yeah. I, I don't know. I felt like they were trying way too hard, per- personally. I, it, it feels like they're... It, instead of being trendsetters, it feels like this is chasing a trend. And I mean, that's, that's, that's all what K-pop is right now. Yeah, well, you're not wrong but by any means, but it just... I, I mean, just to, to debut doing, hey, we're going to do the thing that the popular people are doing. It's like, I mean, you can, but, you know, the, you know, there's only so much, you know, market space that that can eat up. And I don't know if you're, I don't know if this is good enough to, to fill in even that market space. But, uh, I mean, good job hitting top 10 for Fave 1. Is that how you would say that? I would assume. Okay. Yeah. So... Yeah, zombie it did not raise me from the dead. <laughs> but regardless, this week it sold a lovely 5,548 copies here. And going on up to number six, it is Parade by Pastel Parade. A lot, lot of debuts this week. And n- not necessarily another good one here. <laughs> I'd like this a bit more. I, I don't think this is an amazing single, but... I, I wound up kind of liking it. I, I think it has a fun, infectious energy to it. But uh, they, they do that thing, in, or it's like they kind of just kind of start talking in the middle. And if it wasn't for that, I, I think I would have added it to my library because up until that point, I'm really liking the song. And then it, it does, it takes that left turn, and you're like, uh, uh. I see what you're doing here, and you know the song is called Parade. It's by Palette Parade, and so like you know, it kind of has like that parade esque feel to it. So well, I, 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 I think don't even this agree with kind of. You say parade feel, but I don't, I don't even agree with that. The next one seems more like a parade feel. <laughs> yeah, that one is very parade feel. I I, I will agree with you I on mean, that this one. Is, this is traditional idol fair of just trying to psych everyone up. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I see myself hearing this down, you know, Disney Main Street or whatever the hell for Tokyo Disneyland. I don't I don't see myself hearing this. But Yeah, and yeah. Uh, I I personally was just like mm. like when you when they started really strong, and I really like that they started really strong. But the fact that when they go into the singy, singy talky style of compositions, there, 
it's it's not good. <laughs> yeah, like I I would like I would like this a lot more if they would just cut out that that talking thing in the middle because it, it's it is it's jarring when it happens and you're like wow I was not expecting that mm. and I, yeah not jarring I, in a good way. I so. legit wanted to throw my phone out when I heard them start <laughs> to do that and I'm stuck in traffic. I could possibly just turn off my car and go walk and get it, but you know, it's just I really hated hearing that part. I was like like really? I just I literally said really when I heard that part. And I was just oh my god. But regardless, you know, this is their debut single. I mean they had another like E P a while back, but you know. This week it sold a lovely 5,576 copies here. And going on up to number 5 it is... Soleil Omanta Hayashi by Tokyo Rickshaw here. And this is very interesting. So they are based off of just being the Tokyo Olympic Committee Band. <laughs> and... Just by hearing that alone, I can tell, oh, okay, so they're going to be imbued with what is going to be considered what is Japan. And, oh boy, that it was. Because <laughs> the, the last two releases of the single of Soleil Omanta Hayashi and, you know, Tomoyo Yume no Tabibito... Yeah, they're, they're uh, Matsuri or very festival-like songs that you would hear in the Matsuri. Now, this I can imagine just being played at, like, a friggin' uh, Obon temple ceremony here. <laughs> Which I get, because right now is in the middle of Obon and summer season. So the reason why this particular single is out, I, I totally understand. Yeah, this was... An interesting release. I, I don't know if it landed. I, I will say, like the music style and every and everything, it does def definitely have like a Japanese flair to it. And you you can tell, you know, this besides the fact it's a group singing in Japanese, you could tell this was a Japanese uh, song, like a composer and stuff. But I I did not like Sole. That that track is something else and it goes on for entirely too long it's only four minutes and 16 seconds but you could trim a minute off of that and i think the song would drastically improve because <laughs> it, it has like this one shtick and then it just hits you over the head again and again but, and but again like i said like i again. said it, this is the feeling of being a festival though that you're gonna hear these styles of songs for these festivals and I, I know you personally have not been to these type of festivals before, but they play the same style of composition just like this. Just like Soleil o Omata Hayashi. And as as much as you want to try to run away from that, it, it's this style of composition. <laughs> I mean, yeah, and if I ever go to, I would, and I want to be clear, I would love to go to a festival that would be amazing I, i'm not gonna like that's on my bucket list of things to do i, I really want to go to a festival but and i feel like if i go to a festival i might develop an appreciation for sole because mm. of what they're going for and what they're doing mm. but at, as it stands as as a just 
person listening to it, it, it does it's not working for me currently. Mm. And like, uh, like I get I get it. I'm not gonna defend this release overall because I I know what time of the year it is, I know what this group was after just doing a little digging and just found out I was like, Oh, it's gonna be a Japanese style release. Oh, okay, we're near Opon. Probably a festival style song. And I wasn't really surprised, but I'm not defending it and saying yeah, no, it's what, what the hell are you talking about, Greg? Kind of thing. But I I completely understand why this was released when it was released. <laughs> now, if this was released in like spring, I'll be a little bit more questioning about the mood. But <laughs> regardless, Sole Omanta Hayashi sold a wonderful 7,666 copies here. And going on up to number four, it is a returning Kanjani Eat song of Kasai here. Nothing much we can say about this. This week it sold a lovely 12,250 copies here. And going on up to number three. It is Mameshiba no Taigan with their latest release of Mame Joy and Machigai Tada no Hiro. And this this was something. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I liked uh, Mum and Joy. It like not enough to add it to my library, but it's 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 interesting. It's different. It, it's 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 kind of like that idol feel, but it's got a heavy rock background to it. And they're, tr- it's, they're it's trying to be uh, they're trying to be hard rock idol without like fully committing <laughs> well so this reminds me of it depends on how you define hard rock so for me like this kind of reminds me a bit of like 80s hard rock and you know that yeah, obviously not, is not nearly as hard as like you know modern yeah. day hard rock yeah yeah yeah, yeah. well i mean hard but, rock yeah. right now is just considered metal but that's a yeah exactly thing but um i mean I, I, like i said i didn't add it I, I don't know. I, I could see myself going back and adding it because I, I kind of like. I don't know. I kind of like the sound a little bit because I feel like the like the alternative metal idol. It's done a lot, and you have like the pop idol that's also done quite a lot. Something kind of like this. It's it's not done. You don't hear it that often. If you ever. don't hear it that often, and the fact that the composition really matches the vocals really really well is something. That is there. <laughs> yeah, the the I think the biggest criticism I have for the group as a whole is I don't think the vocals are that good. Mm, yeah, and it, to a point that it's just like at this point with this type of idol song, they the composition is doing the heavy lifting. It really is. Yeah, that that's I think that's that is my biggest critique of the song is the composition is a lot of fun, especially Mom and Joy, but the the, the vocals like it's I I don't I feel like the girls could use a few more singing lessons, just a little bit. Well, I mean uh, it's already like three years, so and it's kind of already yeah, too late it's, at it's this like point. They, they've been in it for a while, <laughs> but it's like I, I don't know. And, and I th- I do think the more you listen to it, the more the vocals can kind of grow on you. Because uh, I, th- I think that's the style they're going for. Mm. 
I, I do. I, th- I think that I think the, the the because you know they're three years in. Uh, there, you know, that's a, you know, it's different. Machi Guy Da Rake No Hero. I did not like. Uh, it, I only liked Mom and Joy. <laughs> I want to be clear on that. Mom and Joy yeah, is, yeah. Is, is 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 fun, but uh, Machi God Machi Guy Da Rake No Hero is. Uh, I don't know. It, it's not working. I don't, I don't, I, I don't like it. So yeah, it's it's the composition is kind of a little bit all over, and it and what I just said about Mom and Joy doesn't it really really puts the forth that if the composition isn't is doing the heavy lifting here and they're not on par with the composition, it's gonna be all over. It's gonna be a fucking it's gonna be a mess. Yeah, and like one of the vocalists. And um, Machi Guy Darake no Hero just sounds like she's screaming at the top of her lungs, but not in the screamo version of screaming. I guess yelling would be a better way to put it. I was going to say, just, so you mean working. yelling? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's not working. Uh, so, but regardless, this week it sold. A wonderful 12,299 copies here. Mom enjoy a Machigai Dake no Hiro, that is. And going on up to number two, it is Orange Kiss by Snowman. Now, I know we, we all of us, all three of us, really like Snowman, so I want to hear your thoughts about this release. So, uh, me personally, I, I loved Orange Kiss. I, I loved the composition. I, I loved the vocal work done in this. I've always felt that Snowman is a very good vocal group. And, you know, just hearing these guys sing I, is really good. Now, I, I never knew Stones was the better vocal group because of how they, they launched. But Stones is the superior vocal group. But Snowman is really good, and it's really nice to hear these guys singing. I, I like I, said, I like the melody, I like the composition, and I, I did I enjoyed this quite a lot. This is uh, a lot of fun. Now I know they had a release earlier in the year. I have not heard that one, but uh, Orange Kiss. I, I did I, I like this quite a lot, and really, if in you know if we were. I would like to check out last week because I think it might have been my number one song last week. This week, it's it, it would yeah, be in the running. Is yeah, because I did. I really like this. When we were talking, is like I told you there was three songs I really really liked. It was or three releases. It was Game Parade Signal, uh, Beyond Venetus by Piping Hot, and then it was Orange Kiss by Snowman. Uh, those are the yeah. three releases that I really liked. Now, I, I fortunately I, I don't have much money right now, so I couldn't run out and buy this if I wanted to. If I lived in Japan and had the money, I, I would I would do it without thinking twice. But uh, I it's it's a lot more heavy lifting to get it over here where I'm at. So, um, I, I'm I, I maybe I, I'm eager to see when if they I don't I need to look to see if they have an album. Because I wouldn't mind picking up one of their albums, but they, they do. <laughs> okay. Well, like I said, I'm not familiar with their discography. I haven't looked it up. So, Orange Kiss, it's it's all right. Yeah, they played it really, really safe with this release. I'm I'm all right with it. They 
this is the standard fare of, hey, we did kind of hard on one release. Now we're going to take it and play really safe with the next release. This is the same thing that Johnny does all the time with certain with certain groups. They've done it countless times with Odyssey, and they're going to do it this time with, with Snowman with Orange Kiss. Not to say it's a bad release. I just think that they played it really, really safe on these the members' vocals. And, and it's really good. I Honestly, I'm... Not saying that it's a bad song, but compared to Brother Beat, there's no question of this is just an, an okay release, personally. But regardless, you know, Orange Kiss, Soul the Wonderful. This week it's Soul the Wonderful, 36,052 copies here. And going on up to number one, it is Clap Clap by Need You. And I'm going to go Clap Clap off because I hated this song. I hated this release. I don't like Need You. I'm just going to be... Very candid about that. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're not alone. This 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 song was uh, almost insufferable, if not I mean, insufferable. It, it's if I had bad. if I had the clapper, that thing would be going crazy right now because of how many claps <laughs> it's on this composition. <laughs> yeah, I mean they say clap clap. It felt like every ten seconds of this song, and it, man, does it go on uh, it. It does does not only does this song completely overstay its welcome, what little it ever had. It's just like by the time by the time three minutes rolls around, you're you're ready to be done with this. Yeah, uh, like it is uh, just like obnoxious and, and annoying, and I I just do, I just do not like it. And and I need you has been very consistent. I I think in mean just not liking anything they put out. And, yeah, and so I mean, I, need you is. Niju is not our target audience. We're not the target audience for them. It's all the younger people. And like I said, I would love to have someone around that age now to be on here so we can talk about this because otherwise we just sound like a bunch of old fools yelling at the clouds half the time for these newer releases. I, I mean, yeah. And, and, but I mean, we're not that old. But uh, so. the target audience is late teens to early 20s. That's true. And, Every single release that has been going for this genre, we kind of grown out of it. I don't think we're the target demographic for this specific type of genre. And how many groups are there for this specific genre? Nearly a majority, about a third or fourth of the artists that we've been seeing now has been going after that demographic. Regardless, it sold. It it sold all right. It sold at a hundred thirty thousand copies here. And let's kind of go over to the albums real fast and kind of see what's been peaking the, the peak here. Ooh, Mori Calliope, which Shimigami note, is at number nine. So congratulations to her. This is, I believe, one of her her other debut singles. Yes, this is her first EP. So congratulations for making the Oricon here, Calliope. And she's a huge um, Hololive VTuber there, so... Uh, we also got 17th, the fourth album, Face the Sun by 17, obviously. Uh, we got Glow by Inozumi, or Mizunori Inori. Oh, I'm sorry. Glow by Minase Inori, the lovely Seiyu there at number four. We got Nani Niwadanchi with their first album, First Love. I'm just pointing that out there. This is their first album. Planting that, that seed <laughs> that this is their first album. 
<laughs> so in one and year's that, time, when I say they have not released an album, <laughs> you got me. <laughs> but what's ridiculous even album too, first love. What's ridiculous even more? They only have two singles, and they already released an album. Granted, they probably included songs from their Johnny Junior's days, but it's just. I, I can't <laughs> I can't really think think about it <laughs> but sold well regardless uh, and manifesto day one by in hyphen I believe this is their Japanese release so congratulations to them but yeah I want to say thank you for listening to this wonderful episode of Ungakudu. You can follow it on all social media platforms at Ungakudu on Twitter and Instagram you can also follow it on the website where we report about the Japanese music industry at ongakudu.com, you can check out all the lovely interview that we did with Cho Tokumeki Sendembu. That was a wonderful, great interview that we did, and hopefully you guys liked it. But yeah, you can follow our affiliates, Cody Hunter, who is a retro Twitch streamer, and follow him at twitch.tv slash Cody Hunter, K Y O R Y U H U N T E R. You can also follow our affiliate TimberTaff, who is a variety streamer and probably is going through Warcraft 3, I believe. But you can check him out at twitch.tv slash TimberTaff, T-I-M-B-E-R-T-E-F-T. You can also follow Luna's sister Rose, who's probably really excited about the new update for Final Fantasy XIV. You can check her out at twitch.tv slash RainStarKitty, R-A-I-N-S-T-A-R-K-I-T-T-Y. You can also check out Fangirl Has No Name, who is an accomplished author now of some fame. <laughs> I laugh at that because the romance novels is uh, very interesting. You can check her out at twitch.tv slash Fangirl Has No Name, F-A-N-G-I-R-L-H-A-S-N-O-N-A-M-E. You can also check out the podcast that I do with Kyo, Timber, and Fangirl called Part of the Source. This past week, we talked about a whole hodgepodge of things. We talked about Fire Emblem Three Hopes. We also talked about World of Warcraft and Timber's expansion of trying to walk across Azeroth, which is the most stupidest thing I ever heard. But if you want to hear me go off about that, you can listen to Source by looking up Koryu Hunter, same as his Twitch channel, on all podcast streaming services. Where can we find you on these social media sites? You can find me on Twitter, DongakuGray, where I'm tweeting about what I'm watching, what I'm playing. Uh, I was just tweeting the other day, so if you're interested in what I have to say, just follow me there. But yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at OTYKim, where I talk about Bang Dream, I know about Roboco, Robo, and Joshi Pro Wrestling. And you can also follow Luna at LunaMarie87 on all social media platforms. But yeah, I want to say thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Ungakudu. I'm Eroskin saying thank you very much and have a great day. Bye-bye. And this is great. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We'll be right back here next week. Bye-bye.